Hey there, friends. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast with Britt Hampton. I'm Britt Hampton, and I'll be your host and guide for our journey today. So upon reflecting and getting some feedback from some of my listeners, I realized that in the last content-based episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast, I realized that I asked some really challenging questions, some questions that could use a little bit more of our attention and our awareness. And so in that episode, I asked questions like, how can we find a sense of groundedness within ourselves in the midst of the chaos and in the midst of the upheaval? How can we find a sense of empowerment and a sense of deep trust within ourselves during the process of change and through the discomfort of uncertainty? How can you find comfort in the discomfort of not knowing what comes next? How can you find comfort in the discomfort of not having it all figured out? And how can you love yourself better through the process of transformation? And not just when you've reached the milestone, when you've checked the box, when you've reached the goal, but through the actual process of change and transition. How can you find peace and contentment being exactly where you are right now? And so in that episode, I gave you a handy dandy little list full of tools to help support you through this work. So if you need to reference that episode, I encourage you to do so. But there is one thing that I forgot to mention, and looking back now, I definitely should have addressed this. This is a big one, okay? So we're going to be exploring some of that today, how we can better love ourselves through the active process of transformation and really through this process of life, right? Welcome to today's episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast with Britt Hampton. I'm Britt Hampton, and I will be your host and guide for our journey today. I am so very grateful that you're joining me on whatever platform you find yourself. And as always, I welcome any feedback, so please feel free to leave me a review on Spotify, Audible, Apple, or wherever else you may be listening today. And if you don't want to miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow podcast, well then, I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button if you feel called to do so. If you'd like to continue to deep dive into your own journey of shadow work through awareness, through personal growth and self-reflection more in depth and at your own pace, well then I invite you to check out my Patreon, which is now live, and to possibly consider joining me as a patron on there. The link is in my show notes, and on there I'll be offering live meditations, exclusive bonus materials and exercises, Reiki offerings, toolkits, and other supplemental materials that I've specifically designed to really aid you and support you by giving you the tools to explore and implement some of this material that I talk about here on this podcast in your own time and at your own pace. So if that's something that interests you, I invite you to check out my Patreon and to perhaps consider joining me as a subscribing patron on there. So in the last content-based episode of Illuminating the Shadow, we discussed how we approach times of change, how we cope with times of uncertainty, and how we face some of those more challenging times of transition. In that episode, I really encouraged you to explore and to question and to re-examine some of your own beliefs and tendencies that you have about facing challenges and the things that we perceive as setbacks or as detours on our paths during those times of transition and through those times of transformation. I encourage you to really explore some of your own beliefs and attitudes about how you embrace or in some cases resist change. And we spoke a bit about some of the different ways that we can better support ourselves, the ways that we can act to 
empower ourselves and to care for ourselves through these transitional times. So if you missed that episode and you'd like to check it out, I encourage you to do so. That episode was called Learning to Lean into the Discomfort of Change. So in that episode, I brought up this concept of loving ourselves through the process of change, through the active process of transformation. And not just once you've reached that mile marker, not just when you're celebrating the victories or the goals that you've accomplished, but loving yourself through the actual process of change. And I asked you how you can love yourself better through the process of change. And upon reflecting on that a bit, after considering some of the feedback that I received from that episode, I'm realizing that this is a really challenging question, okay? And so in this episode, I want to really explore and explain this a bit more thoroughly by giving you some tools and tactics to really explore what that might look like for you. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we can all love ourselves a little bit better through the active process of change and through this process of life, right? So in the last episode, we spoke about the need for introspection, the need to slow down and reflect, and maybe even taking a temporary step back in order to see your situation more clearly. And so in today's episode, we're going to be building upon that context by really applying and implementing some of those reflective and introspective tools and skills. And we're going to be applying some of that to today's podcast material. So in this episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast, we're going to be exploring some of these questions and themes a bit further as we act to shine a gentle light of awareness onto some of these more unseen and shadowy aspects of our human experience by re-examining some of our beliefs and the tendencies that we have about how we can act to honor and support ourselves a little bit better through the discomfort and uncertainty of change and through the discomfort and uncertainty of life. As we work to honor and to better understand ourselves, our underlying motives, and our own needs, We then have the capacity to break any old patterns, habits, or tendencies as we see that they're no longer serving us. And then we can step into our own personal power as we act to empower and support ourselves a little bit better through life's up and downs, through life's times of transition. In this episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast, I hope to help facilitate a safe space for you to really explore and examine your relationship with yourself and how it reflects back to you through your self-talk. In this episode, I want to really encourage you to explore some of your own pre-existing beliefs and the natural tendencies that you have about how you encourage yourself, how you support yourself, and how you feel about yourself during those times of change. I want to really encourage you to examine your relationship with yourself, paying particular attention to the quality of your own inner dialogues. So in this episode, I hope to facilitate a safe space for you all to really explore and reflect upon some of the ways that you tend to either support yourself or undermine yourself through your own internal processes, through that inner dialogue, through your self-talk. As we work to shine a gentle light of awareness upon how some of our beliefs and our sense of self is directly reflected back to us through this self-talk and how through this process of introspection, we can then begin to draw our awareness towards what needs healing, towards what requires our attention, what needs our acceptance, and maybe towards what could benefit from a little bit of growth, a little bit of improvement. And as we explore these topics and scenarios today, I want to really encourage you to be gentle with yourself because 
This kind of work in self-awareness, it can be really challenging. And this kind of work in shining a light upon some of our more uncomfortable experiences, it can be really difficult and sometimes unpleasant, especially at first, and especially if this work is new to you. But I can assure you that it does get easier over time and with patience and practice. And this work is really important because through this awareness and through reflecting upon our experiences, well, we have the capacity to develop our own discernment, to see what is working for us and what needs improvement. We have the capacity to really nurture and to foster our own sense of self within ourselves and in our own processes. And we can begin to embrace our most authentic selves with a sense of confidence. And through this work, we can sustainably care for ourselves and we can begin to take our power back as we begin to understand that we have the capacity to break some of these patterns, beliefs, and our tendencies. We have the capacity to break our behaviors and to redirect them as we begin to see that they're no longer serving us. I should warn you that this shadow work, it's challenging hard work. And this work in self-awareness and in personal accountability, it's really hard, especially if these concepts are completely new to you, or especially if they challenge some of your existing beliefs that you hold. And so for some of you, you may not be ready just yet to entertain all of the information that I'll be presenting to you today. And I want you to know that that's okay. All right. For some of you, I will be speaking about some things that may be really hard to digest, really difficult to think about. And so for those of you that may struggle to hear what I'm trying to say, I want to let you know that's okay. In those cases, I'm just planting little seeds, little seeds of awareness. And if you're not ready yet to nurture and to tend to these seeds of awareness, that's perfectly fine. They will rise up. They will grow at a later time when you are ready. So I want to assure you that no matter where you find yourself, just know that you're exactly where you're meant to be and that there is no shame in taking your time and allowing yourself to fumble along the way, okay? Allowing your own processes. So it's my hope that this episode, that it resonates with you. It's my hope that there's something that you could take away from this material and really explore and ponder in your own time. And perhaps this episode challenges you. Perhaps it challenges you to reflect upon your own journey, where you are now, the circumstances and events leading you here, and where you might want to go from here. So it's my most heartfelt intention that this episode, that it serves you in some way, and that there's something constructive and healing that I can offer you of my own experience. So with that being said, let's get into it. For our journey today, all you will need is a curious mind an open heart, and a willingness to really offer yourself some honesty and some gentle awareness. Why are we so hard on ourselves? Why are we so critical of ourselves? Why do we care so much about what others say or think over what we know to be true? Why do we have this tendency to shut ourselves down at the fear of failure before we even try? When you think about your self-talk, when you think about your inner monologue or those inner dialogues in your head, what comes up for you? Do you find that your inner dialogue is more instructional, maybe listing off your tasks that you need to accomplish? Does it have a tone of urgency or stress? Or maybe your inner dialogue feels gentle, feels encouraging, feels motivating. Does your inner dialogue tend to be harsh, judgmental, or critical in nature? 
And there are no wrong or right answers here, okay? This is just a little exercise in self-awareness. But when you think about your self-talk, when you think about your inner monologues and those dialogues in your head, what comes up for you? What if I told you that that inner dialogue, that it tells us the stories and the narratives behind our beliefs? It tells us the stories and the narratives behind our behaviors and our actions. What if I told you that that inner dialogue, that it has both the capacity to propel us forward, to encourage us, to motivate us, to comfort us in our times of pain and discomfort. But at the same time, that inner dialogue of ours, it also has the capacity to hold us back, to keep us stuck in old patterns, to keep us frozen in fear. It has the capacity to keep us stuck in the repetitive patterns and cycles that we find ourselves in. Do you ever question that inner dialogue? Do you ever challenge it maybe? when you notice that it's unhelpful or when it's harmful. Did you know that you can actually train, you can coach that inner dialogue, that self-talk to better serve you and your needs? You can actually train that inner dialogue and that self-talk to support you through times of transition, through times of stress. Well, if you can begin to question and to challenge that more unhelpful, hurtful, or harmful inner dialogue, that negative self-talk as it presents, if you can question and challenge it, if you can be aware enough to catch yourself using it in the act, well, then you have the potential to begin to challenge it, right? And then from there, you can begin to reframe it in a way that is more supportive for you, that is helpful, that is encouraging. If you can question and challenge that unhelpful, hurtful self-talk, well, then you can begin to transform that negative self-talk into positive self-talk, into helpful self-talk, into comforting self-talk, into empowering self-talk. So your internal dialogues and your self-talk it's one of your most valuable inner resources, okay? It's one of the things in this world that is absolutely within your control, okay? Your inner dialogues and your self-talk, it's reflective of the relationship that you have with yourself. And it can be reflective of our early childhood conditioning along with societal conditioning as well. Our inner self-talk, it reflects back to us our beliefs and how we see the world. It actually reinforces the beliefs that we hold, reinforces them by echoing back to us, right? Your inner dialogues and your self-talk, it's directly linked to your own internal narratives, the stories that we tell ourselves to better understand ourselves. Your inner dialogues directly influence how you come to understand the world around you, and it directly influences how we come to understand the roles that we take on and play and our place in this world around us. And at the same time, your inner dialogues and your self-talk, it's malleable. It has the capacity to change. And we have the capacity to change it, to redirect it, to reframe it in a way that better supports us. And we can influence and change our self-talk with our awareness and through this practice. Don't believe everything you think. Some of our beliefs hold us back. Some of our beliefs keep us stuck in the same patterns that we find ourselves repeating over and over and over again. And some of our beliefs keep us stuck in the same patterns that our parents found themselves in. Some of these beliefs can be long held, ancestral, and passed down from generation to generation. 
Some of our beliefs keep us stuck in roles that we no longer identify with or that we no longer wish to take on. But just as our beliefs can hold us back, they also have the capacity to propel us forward. So here's the thing. Our fear-driven beliefs, our negative self-talk, it's not rooted in reality, okay? When we really dive in, when we really explore it, we will find that that self-talk, that that fear, that that negative self-talk, it's not rooted in truth. More often than not, our negative self-talk, those unhelpful inner dialogues, they are actually us projecting our own fears, our fears based on the past, based on our past experiences, based on our attachment styles, our traumas, our early childhood conditioning, and the patterns that we continue to play out. We are projecting our own fears onto the current situation. So we are essentially subconsciously projecting our past onto our future, onto our current situation. And once we can become aware of this, once we can draw this out of the shadows of our subconscious minds and into our conscious awareness, well, then we have the capacity to change it, to rewrite some of these negative scripts and internal narratives. And we can come to understand and see when they're no longer serving us. As we become aware of this, we can begin to catch ourselves as these negative dialogues come up. And we can begin to take our power back as we work to reframe that negative self-talk in a way that is both true and supportive. When we begin to explore and to understand and to question our self-talk, we can develop a strong understanding of ourselves, a strong sense of ourselves. When we begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we can better advocate for ourselves and our own needs. When we can begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we can cultivate a deep sense of self-awareness, of self-acceptance, and a gentleness with ourselves. When we can begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we don't feel like a victim of our circumstances. We won't feel powerless like everything is always happening to us because then we understand what is within our ability to change, what is within our ability to control, and we can come to discern what is ours to carry, and we can begin to operate from that place. When we begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we can take control of our life. We know then that we have the ability to create the changes that we need in our lives. We have the ability to recognize and to address any imbalances in our lives, in our relationships, in our time, with our resources. And from there, we can steer our lives in a direction that serves us. And you know that you can bring that balance back as you reevaluate and address your priorities and your resources and reinforce these beliefs with your boundaries and through your self-talk. As we begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we can better love ourselves through this process, through the active process of transformation, through the process of change, and through all of life's ups and downs. When we begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we can find comfort in the discomfort of not having it all figured out. And knowing that we don't have to have it all figured out to feel okay. When we begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, 
We can develop a sense of unwavering self-empowerment, and we can then foster and further develop that sense of self-worth through our own internal validation. When we begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we learn the value of our own discernment. We learn to trust in ourselves. We learn to trust in our own internal messengers, our intuition. And as we cultivate this discernment, well, then we can begin to distinguish between what situations, what people are worth your time and efforts and what scenarios are an exhaustion, are wasted efforts. We can begin to discern what things are for us and what things aren't for us. And as we begin to explore, to understand, and to question our self-talk, we won't shy away from the things that we perceive as conflicts. We don't shy away from saying the hard things or doing the hard things. You don't shy away from the challenges in your life because through this work, you come to understand that these growing pains, that discomfort, and those challenges are an opportunity for you to rise up, to face them, to grow, and to maybe do things a little bit differently this time. So as we're exploring our inner dialogues and our self-talk, you'll find that your self-talk, it has the potential to be supportive. It has the potential to be encouraging and helpful. Your inner dialogue has the potential to be intentional and healing. But in order for it to do this, it takes work. It will require your awareness, your acceptance, and patience through this process. So as we begin to really explore some of those inner dialogues, I want to really encourage you to get curious, to get honest, and to try to stay away from anything that's too conclusive, any of that if-or logic, any of that dichotomous thinking, okay? So as you're exploring your self-talk, I want to really encourage you to filter your self-talk through a series of questions, through a criteria. And I want you to ask yourself, is it honest? Is it true? Is it valid? And is it helpful? Honest, true, valid, helpful, okay? If it meets all of this criteria, awesome. Proceed forward, you're on the right track. But if it doesn't meet this criteria, well, it's up to you to really use your discernment to determine your next right steps. If it doesn't meet this criteria, those four questions, is it honest, is it true, is it valid, is it helpful? If it doesn't meet that criteria, well, that's your indication that it may be time to explore it further. And, you know, this may require some reframing, some reframing of that internal dialogue in a way that is more helpful and supportive. So how do we go about reframing our negative self-talk in a way that is more supportive? I think. A good portion of our negative self-talk, it tends to be problem-focused thinking. Where did I go wrong? Why didn't this happen? Why did this happen to me? Why does everything suck so bad? Why didn't I meet my goals? Why isn't this working? Problem-focused thinking, okay? So problem-focused thinking, it's focused on the past. And it oftentimes, more often than not, it's really not helpful, okay? It has this tendency to make you feel like you fucked up. In problem-focused thinking, it centers around the problem and it keeps us stuck in those negative self-talk patterns of thinking, which can be really problematic for us, okay? It can keep us stuck in those places of regret, self-loathing. It has a tendency to keep us stuck in the past. But if we can catch ourselves as we're engaging in these thoughts and behaviors, 
if we can catch ourselves as we're indulging those more problem-focused tendencies, if we can catch ourselves engaging in those behaviors, well, then we can redirect some of those tendencies and we can reframe our problem-based thinking into solution-based thinking. So what does solution-based thinking look like? Solution-based thinking are questions that are more along the lines of, what can I do to move forward? What is possible here? What is my next right step? What is my next right move? How do I go from here? What can I do to make this work? How can I take this experience, learn from my mistakes, and do it differently next time? What are my options here? How can I learn from this painful experience? How can I develop my strength in this area? What can I do differently next time to meet my goals? So solution-based thinking, it's encouraging, it's supported, and it's focused on the solution rather than the problem. So if we use it correctly, it can really help to support us in developing some more positive self-talk with ourselves. So I want to really encourage you to explore and reflect upon the words and phrases that you hear on repeat in your head. I want to encourage you to explore your choice of language usage and the words that you use in your inner dialogues. Do you notice any themes? Do they encourage and uplift you? Does your self-talk empower you? Does it motivate you? Or maybe you find that it's a little bit nagging. Maybe you find that it's defeatist in nature. Does your own inner dialogue encourage you or discourage you from saying the hard things? Does your self-talk give you power or does it take it away? Does it leave you feeling like a victim? Does your self-talk discourage you? There are no wrong or right answers here again, okay? This is just a little exercise in self-awareness, but I want to really encourage you to take some time to really explore some of these hard questions because if you're finding that your self-talk is anything less than helpful, well, it's within your power to change that. And you can change that self-talk if you're beginning to find that it's no longer serving you. You have the power to reframe your self-talk in a way that is both intentional and empowering for you. So what about reframing our self-talk when we make mistakes? I mean, when mistakes come up, right, that's, that's when we struggle. But here's the thing about mistakes, okay? Everyone makes them. To be human is to make mistakes. To be human is to fuck shit up, to stumble and to fall, okay? And we always tend to be so hard on ourselves when we do make mistakes. Do you ever notice that? So maybe as we become more aware of our self-talk, especially during those times where we felt like we made a mistake, maybe we need to remind ourselves that we are not our mistakes. Mistakes are what we do, not who we are. So you are not your mistakes. I am not my mistakes. We are not our mistakes. We are not what we do. And regardless of whatever happens, regardless of whatever perceived mistake you may be struggling with, I think it's really important to understand everyone makes mistakes and fumbling a bit through trial and error, it's part of the process, okay? Fumbling a bit through trial and error, through the act of making mistakes, it doesn't make you any less worthy, any less lovable. It doesn't make you any less smart or important. And I can almost guarantee you 
that nobody is judging you as harshly as you're judging yourself, okay? I can guarantee you that whatever you're feeling, whatever feelings of discomfort you're experiencing, that they will pass. And you can choose to learn and to grow from these perceived mistakes. You can take ownership of your mistakes and you could choose to take a different route in the future to make, to take a different approach to the same problems, to take a different avenue, right? Everyone makes mistakes, period. To be human is to fuck up along the way. And honestly, that's the fun part of it, right? Falling doesn't mean you failed. Fucking up doesn't mean you failed. It just means you had a rough go that round. And maybe you had to learn some hard lessons head on and the hard way. But stumbling and falling, it's not the end game. It's a jumping off point and you can improve from there, right? Fucking up means you tried and it didn't work out that way. And so that can be an indicator to you that it's time to try to do things a bit differently next time. We are challenging our limiting beliefs as we challenge our limiting self-talk. So Vincent Van Gogh, the artist, right? He once said something along the lines of, if you hear voices in your head that tell you that you can't paint, then by all means, go and paint and those voices will be silenced. And I love that. Uh, So I really wanted to share it with you. So we are challenging our limiting beliefs as we challenge our limiting self-talk. What if fear wasn't the indication to avoid something? What if fear was the indication to lean in? What if our fear had the ability to propel us through the barriers and the limitations of what we think we're capable of? And maybe that scary feeling, that feeling of dread, that feeling of anxiety, maybe it's not an indication that we're about to do something wrong, but rather that we're about to do something brave. And actually, I think Brene Brown said something like that, if I do remember correctly. All right, so we are challenging our limiting beliefs as we challenge our limiting self-talk. And As we begin to grow and to move outside of our comfort zones by challenging our old self-talk tendencies, well, then we can begin to grow into more empowered and authentic versions of yourself. So through this, I want you to remember that it's normal to outgrow friends, partners, and acquaintances through this process. I want you to remember that you might find yourself in situations or scenarios that maybe you used to really enjoy, maybe you used to really look forward to them, but now they seem intolerable or unenjoyable. And as you grow, that's normal. And so I want you to know that if you experience this, that's okay. You might find yourself engaging with people that you really used to enjoy their company. And maybe you find that that's changed. And that's okay. That's normal. It's normal to feel guilt about your changing circumstances. Okay. It's normal to feel guilt about putting your own needs first, especially initially. It's normal to feel more sensitive or to need more solitude and more space through these times of transition. All right. And I want you to remember that it's normal to freak out a little bit inside about some of the changes that you're making in your life. Okay. It's normal to be mad at people, the communities that you used to shrink yourself down to accommodate. And it's normal to be angry with yourself for allowing some of the bullshit that you used to allow in the past to transpire. Okay? 
it's normal to feel that sense of uncertainty and that sense of discomfort or doubt through some of these times of change. And it's normal for things to feel really unsteady, heavy, or rocky before they soothe themselves out. And so I want to encourage you, perhaps in your own time, to really examine some of your own beliefs and tendencies that you have about facing these changes, facing these challenges. And I want to encourage you in your own time to reflect upon some of the ways that you speak to yourself through your own inner dialogues and through your self-talk. Perhaps you begin to reflect upon your journey and how it's led you here thus far leading you right here, right now. Perhaps you begin to reflect upon where you've been and where you find yourself now, the situations and scenarios leading you right here and where you might want to go from here. Perhaps you begin to reflect upon some of the changes that you would like to make in your life. And perhaps in your own time, you find yourself ready to really explore some of these hard questions and to really challenge some of your limiting beliefs by challenging your limiting self-talk as it presents. Perhaps in your own time, you find yourself ready to really explore these hard questions and to really explore some of the areas of your life that could benefit from a little bit of self-awareness and maybe a little reevaluation of your personal needs and your beliefs regarding how you support yourself through your own internal dialogue. And I want to encourage you to be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself and what comes up with for you, okay? Because this is really, really, really hard work. I want to remind you, all external change, all change, it begins from within. Remember that you can only control and manage what is within your ability to control and manage, what is within your ability to change. And you can control and manage your inner workings, your emotions, your ability to process your experiences. You can manage and control your attitudes, your awareness, and an awareness of what you bring to the table. You can control and manage your own inner resources and how you spend them, what you choose to prioritize, what you choose to put your time, energy, and patience and resources into, and how you spend your time, where your attention goes. You can manage your own inner dialogues and your self-talk. You can manage and control your thoughts, the quality of your thoughts, and the quality of the beliefs that you hold. You can control and manage what you value and how your time and energy reflects that. You can control what you make time for, what you make space for, and what you choose not to. You can control and manage how you feel about your situations, your relationships, and you can control and manage how you feel about yourself and any feelings of helplessness, any feelings of being stuck. Well, those feelings are an indication to you that something needs to change, okay? Those feelings indicate to you that your priorities are off and that your resources are not being managed in a way that is sustainable for you, in a way that is good for you. So when you're able to not only identify your own inner resources, but you're able to manage them effectively, well, you come to understand that you alone have the power to make the changes that you want and need in your life. And you can do this with the support and with the help of managing your own inner dialogues and self-talk. So I want to really encourage you 
to explore those dialogues, explore that self-talk. And I want to really encourage you to get curious, to get honest, and to try to stay away from anything too definitive, too black and white thinking, anything too conclusive. And I want to remind you to come back to that little inventory, come back to that little criteria and ask yourself, is it honest? Is it true? Is it valid? Is it helpful? And if it meets all of this criteria, awesome. You're good. You're on the right track. But if it doesn't meet this criteria, well, that's your indication that it may be time to dig a little bit deeper and to maybe even begin to challenge or reframe some of that self-talk as you notice that it's no longer supporting you. We are challenging our limiting beliefs as we challenge our limiting self-talk. And that's really hard work. Okay, so as you continue to reflect upon your past experiences and examples of how you speak to yourself, especially through those more difficult times, especially as you face challenges, as you make mistakes, right? I want to encourage you to really explore your beliefs and your attitudes about how you care for yourself through your own self-talk. And maybe you find yourself beginning to question some of the behaviors and beliefs that you hold. Maybe you find that perhaps at a time, these beliefs and behaviors that they once held you, that they once kept you safe and comfortable in what you knew at the time. But if you're beginning to see that some of these behaviors and beliefs are limiting and they're not serving you anymore, and you're ready to release yourself from their grasps, well, it may be time to really consider putting this work into practice. All right, so I know I gave you a lot to consider today. So I wanna encourage you to allow yourself some grace, give yourself some time to process and to digest this new information. I wanna encourage you to take some time to reflect, to process and to consider some of this material in your own time. And I really hope that today's podcast episode, that I challenged you to reflect upon some of your own beliefs, tendencies, and behaviors regarding the ways in which you embrace and comfort yourself through your use of self-talk. I hope that this discussion, that it challenges you to question what you think you know, and it's my hope that this discussion, that it encourages you to re-examine and reevaluate upon some of the ways in which you care for yourself. And perhaps this process includes some gentle introspection. Perhaps it includes some reflection on your part. Perhaps you find that this process includes a bit of unlearning and relearning. This kind of work in radical self-awareness and in really looking at those more challenging aspects of our human experience, well, it's really hard work. And it most definitely takes some patience. It most definitely takes some gentle awareness and some conscious effort and maybe even some reframing and relearning on our parts. And that's okay. That's to be expected. This work with self-awareness and this radical kind of self-advocacy, it's like a muscle. And so the more you use it, the stronger it becomes and the easier it becomes to use. I am so very grateful to have had this time to share with you a bit today, and it's my deepest hope that this podcast episode of Illuminating the Shadow, that it resonates with you, and I really hope that there's at least one thing that you can take away from this episode and perhaps ponder on your own time. I am so very grateful that our paths crossed when they did, because this work, this life, 
It's hard fucking work, okay? And now that we found each other here, well, we don't have to do this hard work alone. So I really hope that this episode, that it served you in some way. And if it did, I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future content. And I want to invite you to keep a lookout for the meditation episode next week, next Wednesday, that comes out and corresponds with this one. And if you find yourself encouraged to continue this deep dive deeper into your own personal journey in self-awareness through shadow work, well then I invite you to check out my Patreon and to possibly consider supporting me as a patron on there. The link is in my show notes. And if that's something that interests you, I encourage you to keep a lookout for that. Until next time, this is Illuminating the Shadow with your host and guide, Britt Hampton. And I'm here to remind you that there is power in your voice and that there is medicine in your story.